Take two. Okay. It is Friday. It is July 23rd. It's the year 2021. And I'm going to talk about uh, Jeff going to space. And then I'm going to complain about people complaining about him going to space. So, okay, here we go. Um, so Jeff went up to space. He was with some other people. Um, he went up, he came down, it was like 11 minutes. Um, and people are saying that it is, was just a billionaire's field trip, which I joked last week that, you know, maybe this whole space thing is, um, you know, them trying to figure out what they can do to save the planet or them figuring out the best way to get up there to do something to help save the planet. Um, or it's just something that billionaires have decided to do for uh, recreation because they've literally exhausted all other options on earth. Um, yeah. Uh, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy vacations and, and experiences, um, whether fabricated and manufactured or not. But I think that the whole joke of them going to space for a hobby um, has kind of become nulled over the course of what, nine days when Branson went to space and Bezos went to space. And obviously, Jeff Bezos gets a lot more press than Richard Branson because I really don't think a lot of people know who Richard Branson is. <coughs> um, I was like halfway through reading The Virgin Way before I realized that he was the guy that owned Virgin Mobile and all that other stuff. Um, but uh, Jeff said that they that his idea is to move polluting industry to space. And I'm not sure what space thinks about that. Um, I... I think that there's things that we could do here to make these industries not pollute as much, or if they are industries that pollute, find alternative sources of power so we don't pollute as much. But I think that's more of an argument of, um, you know, why we can't easily just convert everything to solar because America is basically a giant oil company um, and the powers that be probably just wouldn't have that. But that's more of a, uh, a soapbox, um, you know, 60-year-old man conspiracy theory situation there. Um, so he goes up and he says we got to move polluting industry to space over the next 10, 20 years, few decades, whatever. Um, and since he stepped down from Amazon as CEO, he is going to be focusing more on his Bezos Earth Fund, which... I was just reading about, um, it's just a big project, $10 billion to different organizations, um, $10 billion split up to different organizations that fight climate change and are, f let me just fucking read the whole list again, Jesus. Um, Okay, um, Nature Conservancy, Environmental Defense Fund, Natural Resources Defense Council, World Wildlife Fund, um, 
the World Resources Institute, uh, the Energy Foundation, the Union of Concerned Scientists, the Climate Works Foundation, the Rocky Mountain Institute. Um, The Nature Conservancy, with a budget exceeding $930 million, each has significant assets, offices, and operations around the world, and enough heft to send experts to United Nations conferences. Um, that is the kind of power that Bezos money has. You can donate to organizations that go to the UN, um, and chat with them about climate issues. Um, so for me, for me, my thing is I see... I see the petition to get Jeff to stay in space once he leaves. Very funny. It's just funny. Um, and I think I said this last week, the The fact that people actually, like when they signed that, they had like a small grain of hope that he would actually be forced to stay up there or something. Or that, that their real true ambition was to get him to not come back to Earth. Um after he is the reason that you get stuff to your house in two days or less. Um, even though the people that hate him are Amazon prime members for years running. Um, they do all their shopping on Amazon, uh, cause it's convenient cause the prices are good. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a a problem with rich people. I don't know if it's a problem with him in general because of Amazon's treatment of workers and not letting them unionize and the the peeing in the water bottles and the the quotas that delivery drivers have to meet. Um, I don't know if it's that stuff, which I think I've said before, I don't think that's a direct... um, you know, order from him. I don't think Jeff is sending out memos telling people to, uh, you know, make sure that their their staff is peeing in water bottles and not going on breaks. Um, I, I don't think that that comes directly from him, but that's a, a different story for a different day. Um, but I don't know if it's a wealth thing, if it's, if it's that, if it's the whole Amazon thing. Um, or, or if it's the problems that we already have on Earth, the, the climate issues, uh, the, the homelessness, the, the issue of hunger worldwide. Um, it's kind of sad that, and it's also kind of scary that where we have one Earth, we have one planet, but we also experience food shortages. Um, it's not like we can really go anywhere else and get those things. Um, so thinking about all that stuff and, you know, the, the idea that money could go to different things in theory, um, which is a very attainable theory. Um, I don't know which issue it is, but the one that is most evident to me just by scrolling through the internet and seeing what people like myself say is that it literally seems like and it's not 
direct. It's it's not something that's just blatantly put out there. Um, it, it seems like people just don't like when other people have money. Um, and, okay, I didn't mean it that way. People don't like millionaires and billionaires. Um, unless seems like those people also are kind of on the same field as them where it comes to, you know, what their, you know, attributions are to different things. Um, and just reading this one Atlantic article on its own with all these different organizations and foundations and funds that uh, this Bezos Earth thing is giving money to. Um, and then the whole thing with giving the money to Van Jones, I think it was like a hundred million or $200 million or whatever. Um, and I think it's like, he, he's giving that money to people to give to a charity of their choice or to give to an organization of their choice. Um, and I see the thing online where it's like rich guy gives other rich guy millions of dollars. Like, it's not like he just said, Hey Van, come here. Here's $200 million slaps him on the ass. And then's like, all right, I'll see you at golf or whatever. I, I, I really think that people just have like a, I mean, we, we have a bias toward everything. Really. We, we have a bias toward, people that drive lifted trucks and people who have flashy cars and wear a lot of jewelry or do crazy shit with their hair. And we have like a, a preconceived idea of what that person is as a whole, instead of just looking at the, the different components. Um, and I have a problem with that. I, I really do because it, I don't know. You, you could literally apply it to anything. Um, I have a business degree. Oh, so you didn't really do much in school. You just kind of partied. No, I struggled quite a bit. Um, I'm tall and look fairly strong. That must mean that I'm compensating for something. Um, whatever. Um... I, I, I don't know. You are probably thinking of things in your head right now that people have said to you or things that you think about yourself that you think other people think of you because that's just how our brains work. We have like a, this, what's it called? It's weird. It's, what's it called? Self-fulfillment prophecy or something where we need to act in a way that other people think we act or we need to think in a way that we think other people want us to act. Um, and it's funny because as innocent as it sounds, I think it starts to get kind of annoying to a point where people almost, it's not like projecting onto someone else, but it's, it, it's kind of what it feels like. It's like people have these bold and really not 
you know, unique opinions um, or takes on something. And it's like, I don't even consider what the thing is that's being said. I just say, okay, then what's your problem? Um, because to just go on a, a crusade in, in, a, in a sense of just getting mad when rich people do stuff that isn't in line with your, I guess, ethical values. Um, it's just really, really strange. Um, and it, it, I guess, kind of relates to what I was saying last week where I was saying that, you know, people in numbers are really strong. We could do amazing things. We have resources and knowledge and, and diversity of, of background and opportunities. And, and we all, all bring different things to the table. So why can't we all bring these different things to the table and do something really cool with them? Well, it turns out if you're a billionaire, you can just have all that stuff come to you or you can pursue it and just toss a briefcase full of money on a table and then it's there. It's like same difference except for them. It's a lot less, well, not really, but it's a lot less work in the sense that they can kind of flex because they have money. Where for us, it's not really a lot of work because as an individual, you don't have to contribute that much if the group project has a lot of people working on it. But, you know, I'm sure that if we were doing a, a group project in school and it was like, I don't know, five kids were working on it and one of the kids was like, hey guys, I really don't want to be here. Um, my parents are paying for my school and I just have like, money. So could I give you each like 200 bucks and I don't have to do anything except show up for the presentation? A lot of kids would probably be in college like, fuck, yeah, sure. I'll take 200 bucks. That'd be great. You don't need to do shit, whatever. It's just one person not in the group anyways. Like it's kind of that weird little thing. <clears throat> but I got to stop doing this. I'll get off on like a sidebar and then forget where I was. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, what does that really say more about you? Because this opinion that I'm reading from you, I've read from 200 other people in the last hour. Nothing you're saying is unique. You contribute nothing to the conversation. I mean, if someone had like a, a fair and accurate and like well thought out criticism, then I would add that to my bank of criticisms or, you know, I, I would let that kind of combat with my, uh, my, my opposing opinions and see where I come out. But it's just the same copy and pasted blah that everyone else kind of seems to offer up, or at least a lot of people seem to offer up. Um, and I just don't see... I don't know. I, I don't know what it could be. Is it because, um, you know, world's richest man gets divorced or, you know, his his uh, ex-wife, I believe her name is Mackenzie. I apologize if, if I don't know that. Um, that she has donated more money than he has, I believe. Um, 
the arguments there are endless as well. Some are just purely based in sexism or for convenience of creation of memes. Um, but, you know, some of them are valid. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm always coming back to kind of the same point is that some things are valid, some things aren't, some things are good, some things are bad. And it's okay if those qualities all lead back to the same event or the same individual. You know, it's okay, well, not really, but in the sense of Jeff Bezos as an individual, it's okay that some of the blunders that his career um, has are based on how things go inside of some of his Amazon factories or warehouses or whatever. It's not okay in the sense of that it's happening to people and affecting people. But if you told me that there was a guy who ran a company, it was huge, everyone went there, and his employees had to meet demanding quotas, um, or if he wouldn't allow them to unionize, which again, I, I don't think comes directly down from him. I think that executive boards are full of pure monsters. Um, so it's not just a, an individual thing. It's just he's the guy that takes all the shit for it because he's the face of the company. He is the monopoly man of Amazon. Um, also have a problem with monopolies, but that's a different conversation. Um but then in the same breath, you say to me, but he also understands that, like, I, th I, f I feel like people fail to recognize that the richest man in the world who financially has the most power and influence out of anyone believes that climate change, he understands that climate change is an actual thing. He could be building atrociously pollutant factories but he's trying to get as much electric into his company as possible he's trying to pollute as little as possible with amazon he's trying to send shit into space to remove some of that stuff from the earth like so at the same time it's like we have all this horrible shit but then on the other side a lot of this stuff, while we think that he can be doing better things on earth, on land, with that money, are still good things. You know, it's weird. It, it's it's a weird, and I don't know, I, I feel like there's like a, I've said this a million times, like in TV shows, when someone gets like caught doing something, or it looks like they're doing something that they weren't actually doing, and it would just be so simple to explain why they're doing what they're doing or why something looks the way it looks and they just fail beautifully fail at the delivery of rationale i feel like the same thing happens with these people all the time where it's like you know bill gates is really pushing for a vaccine oh yeah but did you see this ted talk he did in like 2015 or whatever and then it's like people are comparing and contrasting things and just adding layers and kind of cherry picking what you know fits their personal narrative on this thing the best and I think that's only human and I, I think that in a way that's okay even though sometimes it's wrong sometimes it's dead on and most of the time it's just 
flat out annoying and irritating to listen to and watch all the time. But that is part of the human process. That's what we do. We pick, we nitpick disgustingly. And we do have these narratives and these biases and these things that we're very suggestible to when it comes to certain topics like wealth and you know, social issues and political issues. Well, social issues, I've said before, is like there's only one right way to do it. Well, there's more than one way to fix something, but there's only really one true good outcome. And that outcome is the outcome that benefits everyone no matter... I don't know. I'm not like... I would say if I gun to my head, I'm utilitarian in the sense of we need to do what's best for the most amount of people. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's do what's best for most people so we can, you know, in bulk, help as many people as possible. But then we also need to circle back and see what we can do for the folks that didn't fit in with that population that was able to get whatever in that instance. Like that, that's kind of how I am. And I think that for like a billionaire, what the psychology of a billionaire is, because I don't know, I think to get to that level, you kind of have to be a sociopath to a degree. Um, and I think that fucks with their thinking process and, and how they break stuff down. Um, and for Jeff Bezos, he, he doesn't miss a meal. Um, if you look at him, the guy's clearly in shape. He probably has a trainer. He probably has someone making all his food for him because he can. And I think if someone gets in a situation like that, no matter where they came from, um, depending on how distant they are from that reality, like you take LeBron James, he grew up, he was born in Akron, Ohio, and he played basketball in Cleveland for the Cavs in the NBA. He's got an attachment to that place. That that place is still very dear to him. I'm sure if he moved to somewhere else early on that he would have lost that attachment to a degree. But take that and add about a hundred billion more dollars to it and you have Jeff Bezos who is probably completely unattached from where he came from. To a degree, not entirely, because his brother was on that flight with him. And I don't know, that just seemed kind of nice. I don't know. But I just don't think that he thinks and perceives stuff the way that we do. I, 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 th I think that almost it seems like the less people have, the more they're able to kind of look at all the variables you know it's like a the 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 thing where you know we're in grade school and we're learning about a, a, a an ancient civilization or a tribe or um something like that or we'll see a documentary that they make nowadays where they go to i don't know the the amazon not the company but the forest <laughs> um or you know somewhere where there's some uncontacted people that have never met like the modern whatever. 
and it's everyone's like oh my god they're so happy and look at oh everyone's smiling and they're enjoying and singing and dancing and then you come to like the modern you know day where people are texting and driving and you can go to the grocery store and get all your food you don't have to you know hike for days to find something to kill so you don't starve to death and all those different variables that because let's face it, we're not living in the real world. People that don't have all this weird stuff that we do, people that don't talk into a microphone, into a computer, people that don't go to bookstores and grocery stores and the mall and Disney World and fucking space, that's really not the real world. We've made it real because we've manufactured the environment around us to get us these things and to, you know, create these ambitions and to achieve them. But this is all like very weird. Like when I think about it, like I'm staring at my computer right now and just the device in itself is kind of weird to fathom that like we got to hear from nothing it's like this became a reality because of hundreds of years of failure and trying to innovate and and just fucking up and you know falling up basically and if you just take this little thing and amplify like if my computer died right now i would be fucked like it's expensive. It's an expensive computer. I paid a lot of money for it. I had to pay it over the course of like a year. It wasn't something that I could just, eh, you know, whatever, I'll go get a new one. If Jeff Bezos breaks his computer, he's probably got like a closet full of them. And if he doesn't, he can easily just go and get another one. Or maybe he'll get two or three. Oh, hey, if this one breaks, I guess I'll just have another one on hand because I can. Fuck you, I'm Jeff Bezos. Like, our realities are all very different. And I don't think that when he was like, I'm going to go to space, no one's going to care about that, right? Space, cool, NASA, all right. And everyone had a problem with it. Um, I have a problem with it. As much as it sounds like I'm defending him, I have a problem with it. I think that he should go to every major city and meet with every mayor and governor and say, hey, how much money do you need to solve the issue of homelessness in your city? I think that he should go to the UN and say, hey, how much money would it cost to make sure that everyone has clean drinking water? By the way, if anyone really wants to throw anyone under the bus, let's throw any millionaire under the bus that could afford how much it would cost to fix the water issue in Flint. Did we all forget about that? Because no one's done anything about it. Um, maybe, like, if you really wanted to be critical and really want to look at all the variables, it's like, okay, you'll get mad at Jeff, but... I don't know. Could Oprah fix the water in Flint? Could could Elon Musk end world hunger? Could Elon Musk do whatever? Could 
a handful of actors or actresses solve these issues? They could, but they don't. They have little side charities that they'll promote every once in a while on their Instagram. Like, isn't that... Like, if we really wanted to be critical, I think that we could point the finger at everyone, ourselves included. Well, why? Because, I don't know, a whole community of people could come together with money and resources and specialists and experts and say, hey, we're going to all band together to fix this problem. Whatever. My town last night, they had a march against violence. That's happening about, hmm, I want to say 15, 20 miles away. You know who didn't care anything about any of that? People 15 to 20 miles away. I think that, I'm starting to sound angry. Um, I think that our big issue is just kind of posturing and not really doing anything about it. We're, we're doing it for the sake of saying, hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know. That this is what I would do, but I can't do it. So, anyways, I just wanted to let you know that I'm a good person. Um, yeah, alright. Um, moving on. And then the next thing comes up and it's the same thing. It's like, don't you get sick of not doing these things? Like, doesn't it make you feel like a hypocrite or a piece of shit, even a little bit, like you could donate money, like $5 to something like that would actually be doing so. But then like, what's his name? Um, I think Virgil Abloh, the designer has made a, a funny, um, reputation of himself on the internet by doing like the bare minimum. <laughs> I, I remember um, when a lot of the protests started last year, he had donated like something like $50 to Black Lives Matter. And people fairly criticized him for it. Um, and, you know, again, it's, it's an argument of, well, you know, who are we to say how much money he should donate? But it's like, bro, you're a millionaire. You can't say I donated fifty dollars. That's, I I don't know. I it, maybe it's just me. I I I don't know. But I just f for us, like the people that we walk by in the grocery store every day, that say horrible things on Facebook and they get in fights with people on Twitter and you know we we had a a, a protest. Um, in in Brighton because there was a bunch of people that were pissed off that they were going to be building a, a Planned Parenthood or that there was a, a proposal to build a Planned Parenthood. Um, and, you know, regardless of what your, your views are on abortion um, and especially regardless of if your views on them are because of religious reasons that immediately to me just makes them worth nothing. If all you know, if all you think Planned Parenthood does is abortion, you're just wrong right off the bat. They do so many other things, but you feel the need to go and protest. Why? 
like what is the substance like what what is the goal and the, the, i saw a photo of a woman that was there she was walking around with a, a photo of a, a dissected fetus that i guess the what i saw in the tweet that it was associated with was that it was a dissected aborted fetus um and like first of all you know what this is a completely different thing but that it's like okay but what if there was a girl who was in support of or a guy who was in support of this this planned parenthood being built and so he walks up to this person and says you know this um you know this this organization helped my wife find out that she had breast cancer or this this organization um, you know, gave someone that I knew resources when they got, you know, sexually assaulted or whatever. Like to th- that, that is, that is that person's reality. This is something that, that happened to them that they've experienced and it's legitimate to them. But this armchair being that just wants to protest about this singular thing None of that exists to her. None of the, the rationale exists. It's just this. I think for someone to do something as nonsensical and as cruel as to put a photo of a dead child on a poster board and go wave it in the faces of people who are there for completely different reasons is one of the furthest things from humane and it just like i see that stuff and i'm like this person is able to share these opinions with the masses on the internet and then it makes me think about all the other dumb one-sided things that i read every day um And it it makes me want to just like not operate within the realm of any of those things. But I can't because I do this and I have to share it or else people won't listen to it. And so I'm kind of subjected to all that bullshit and nonsense. And to see the stuff that I see people saying really just supports my theory that we're only going to want to see what we want to see. And even if the the evidence and the facts were right in front of you, there's some way to take the validity away from those, whatever it might be. And that just really bothers me. And I think that, you know, whatever someone's reality is, I think that we need to understand that that's their reality and they think that way for a reason. But did I say this last week? I feel like the, and well, yeah, I think I did. I think it was opposition in the sense of, you know, no billionaire is going to want to help the people if all the people do is complain about how the billionaire doesn't help them. Um, I, in this sense, think that opposition in the sense of I don't 
like how you're presenting your ideas. So I'm just going to berate you. That's not, you know, I, I've seen people yell at people over ideas. I, I've seen it in person. And it, it's, if you're not involved in it, it's really kind of interesting, honestly. But if you are involved in it, it's very impossible to navigate. And it's rare where you'll see the, these two clashing sides where someone can come to a grounded center. You know, I, th I think there's some things that can't really be compromised on because, you know, especially nowadays, a, a lot of, you know, opinion is just grounded in irrationality but um i don't know it it makes you almost kind of hopeless to like everyone being able to cooperate like it just makes it you know s seem not even impossible because impossible things can happen well be made possible at least i could say but just like generally hopeless you know like what was it i saw a video of a guy they were interviewing in a hospital um before the day before he was getting released he had covid i guess he had had the delta variant i believe it was anyways he had covid um bad enough to put him in the hospital and they went in to interview him and said, you know, knowing, you know, what this did to you and how you felt, would you get the vaccine now? And the guy said, no, I wouldn't. And they were like, why not? And he was like, because, you know, it's not, there was, he said that there was something wrong with him. And, you know, I guess in a way, he was right in that there was some things wrong with some folks who got the vaccines. Um, not enough to be statistically relevant, but I guess if you really wanted to, you know, go case by case and say, I don't want to be that one in a million or one in however many million. Um, sure, I, I guess that makes sense. But knowing what the argument was grounded in, and just seeing that that bold, self-assured, like, arrogance, it just made me very, like, that. it's kind of sad, and I've contributed to it, where there's people on the internet now saying, like, you know what, let's just open everything back up, no restrictions, there's people that don't want to get vaccinated, you're not going to change their minds, you know, if they, if they get it, they get it, and if they die... You know, that, that's their choice. They, they kind of chose to, to take that risk. It's sad that we've gotten to that point during a global pandemic where a lot of people have adopted that mindset because we've become so just bitter at the opposition. Um, where it's just, it, it's crazy that we'd almost be wishing, you know, unwell uh, to people that we, we don't agree with. And... It's funny because I think if a lot of us sat in a room with a lot of these people, we really couldn't come to an agreement on 
most anything. But the idea that we would disregard life because of of stubbornness it's like i think that that alone if we don't apply context to it just sounds very inhumane and if we do look at it in the sense of you know what this whole thing was isn't it funny how i just kind of stopped talking about the whole space thing and i'm just soapboxing on humanity um you know if we if we apply the context of the the pandemic and all the crazy shit that happened during the pandemic um it's it's funny how just because we don't agree with somebody um you know whether it's on a, a single issue or just a whole a whole deck of issues um that we would just kind of disregard the 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 fact that it's a human being um and I, I, you know, I, I do think that there's a, a strange, uh, uh, I don't know, it's almost sad in a sense, because I've gone to the, to the back storage areas of Twitter, and I've seen all those, those rabbit holes of people posting articles about, you know, the vaccine did this, and the vaccine did that, and, you know, Fauci, he's part of this thing. And there's all these people that are part of this thing that they want you to get vaccinated because they want blah, blah, blah. And there's people who, like I had to dig to, to see that shit. And there's people whose social media feeds, that's presented to them every single day. And that's all they know. And then they see all this other stuff and they're conditioned to believe that that science is a, a flawed practice and doctors are liars and special interests and all this crazy stuff that honestly if if you look at it every day that is your world and that is your that is your blue sky that that's it is what it is that that's how it is um i i heard someone in passing the other day say that uh joe biden was the devil incarnate and that made me think back to uh, when my when my dad would see the Pope on the TV and say that he was the Antichrist. Um, you know, regardless of what folks think of the Catholic Church and their treatment of, um, you know, members of the church that abuse children, which is horrible. Um, but like hearing that... Um, just made me think like wow like you you really think that the the old man who is um you know been in politics for decades has just passively been uh you know branding himself as a, a politician while he's actually uh, satan himself um it's it's interesting to hear that kind of determination and and you know, persistence in someone's voice that they really, they really truly believe in something like that. Um, and I guess to circle back to this whole space thing, um, to, to see and, and hear the opinions that people have, I think for a situation like this, obviously it's some of the things folks say are a lot more valid. I just think that we need to, you know, look at all the variables and, 
you know, if if you can base, you know, the something like the the non-unionization of Amazon workers, if you're gonna create your painting of Jeffrey Bezos with that, um, you know, that's that's one variable. What what to say that, you know. Maybe you like animals and you don't like seeing pandas or giraffes go extinct and you see that the World Wildlife Fund got a donation from Jeffrey Bezos. Is that enough to change your opinion or not even change your opinion? Because I think that we should look at the bad things too. Um, Because he's really, to our knowledge, publicly done nothing to change them or fight them when he has the power to. Um, But if we're going to let one bad thing change our perspective on someone why don't we let one good thing alter that perspective um and this isn't like a hey man don't focus on the negative type thing it's not because i think that you know if someone's actions are allowing other people to um you know lose opportunity and be disenfranchised i think that that should be heavily heavily criticized and and brought to light and I do think that for Bezos, there's a lot of criticism on the fact that publicly, at least, he's done nothing to help these things not exist. Um, and I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to think inside the mind of the world's richest man. And, you know, maybe when he hears that the, the employees are being mistreated maybe he just doesn't give a shit or maybe he just doesn't believe it. He, he sees the world that he lives in and you know, he's on a boat and he's up in space and he's got all these other things that are just at ease of access to him. And so he doesn't understand that that stuff can still happen maybe. Um, but then, you know, you see that he gives money to all these different foundations for the climate and the earth and wildlife. And then it's like, okay, no, He's educated. He knows of all these issues that, you know, the planet is experiencing and the issues we'll have a few decades from now. So why doesn't he understand these other things? You know, why, why doesn't he accept that these other things are happening? Um, but, I mean, fuck. He's not the CEO anymore, so that, that criticism is... It's got to be on the, the new person, I guess. But, um, basically... I think that this rambling all comes down to, um, at least in this case, like we have to not look at this as a rich man's field trip um, more than, I, I think we should look at it kind of in a sense, because I mean, space is science. Um, we, we should look at it as the next phase of human I don't want to say evolution because we're still people um I just want to say maybe human progress or or achievement or who knows maybe this is the the billionaire's strange abstract controversial way of figuring out how to save the planet um we got three of the fuckers trying to go up all at the same time so I I think it's kind of funny that they all are doing it all at once Um, so I don't know maybe something is uh, being looked into 
Um, and just talking about that is kind of hard to think about because, you know, this is really all we know. Um, and, you know, NASA is a government thing and the government is strange and we don't know everything. But for these guys to go up there and have all these ambitions, um, you know, to say that it's nonsense, um, I don't know. I, j I just look at how far their companies have come. Um, and if you want to say it's because of how they treated employees, I, you know, I would say that that's a fair analysis. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the company is what the company has become. And I, I look at it, um, you know, f is promising for whatever that promise may be focused on um, that they are looking to go to space and they have ambitions that are literally past our earth um, above us somewhere. Um, so I think that in that sense, we should be ugh, as much as I hate it, optimistic um, because whatever energy they've applied to their careers on earth um, the, the same thing is going up into space. So I think to doubt the success is just kind of on our end, the not knowing, the, the not being fully educated um, as to whatever this space stuff is. Um, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why we need to go up there when we have plenty of issues down here that need attending to. But... You know, we have at the same time plenty of people here, plenty of organizations and uh, foundations and all these other things that are working to fix these issues. And the reason that it's not happening as quickly as we want it to is because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, I, I guess you could cliche that one with that. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I, I think that it's very easy to, and this is coming from a professional pessimist, it's very easy to look at the negative things in a situation like this and say, you know, how you how can you do X when you have, you know, Y sitting right in front of you? Um, but in this sense, um, you know, I, I think that there's an unknown reason to be optimistic about whatever it is. Um, and I think that for us, the people that don't have ambitions to go and leave the planet, um, you know, we, we also have a role to play, whether it's something as small as um, recycling or donating money, however much it might be to, you know, protesting, to having uh, conversations with people that we don't agree with about ideas that we don't see eye to eye on. Um, because it really, with the acceleration of how insane things have become over the past two, three, four years, um, you know, it was a... Donald Trump was like a catalyst to the insanity that was brewing. It was kind of like we had a, a pot of insanity on simmer. 
on the stove and then he kind of just walked by and turned it on to high heat um and and things have just been on a rapid boil for the past few years now um and it wasn't anything that was created it was just something that was dormant and um he just kind of kicked the door open and burst the floodgates but i think now is a time for you know people with resources and and intelligence and the the ability to do good things to do good things because nothing will get better if nothing is you know added or subtracted to whatever situation that we're in um and there's there's hundreds and thousands of variables and different personalities and um you know different depictions of what the country is and what the world is and what the whole climate thing is um and i really fail to understand how people can overlook something as simple as a conversation um to to fix things i think that you know politics has become weird and it started to influence how we look at social issues and and social you know different groups of people and um yeah all, all the all these all these different variables politics and religion social issues and and groups that we're a part of and um i i think if we just started to just pull back those layers and kind of remove those um you know, not identities, but those those things that we're we're married to that we don't really need to be necessarily married to, um, and just kind of, you know, slowly turn that that high heat down to a simmer again, um, and kind of a more of a return to rationality, um, at least for the most part. I think that you need to have a little insanity because. If you don't, it's just going to conjure itself up somewhere else just by the process of human nature. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's very easy to just agree with all the opinions that people have on stuff. Um, and again, we're, we're probably conditioned to do it because we see so many people doing it that we figure, well, hey, I, I guess I'm the same, um, or I guess, you know, this this is what makes sense if everyone's saying it. Um, and again, I'm not speaking in regards to socio-political issues. I, I think there's there's a right and there's a wrong and there's really no in-between um, for the most part. But something as simple as just learning how to talk to someone um, is... Maybe, Pen's mightier than the sword. Okay. That's like three cliches now. Um, but it really is. And, you know, the, the pen is also using your your mouth to make words and, you know, not persuade people, but just get somewhere that's, that's beneficial. Um, yeah. Well, hey, fuck it. Whatever. Um, I don't even know what I talked about. So 
I'm going to uh, sign off here. Um, I'll talk to you next week. Um, yeah. Yeah.